You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Assemble. Why, hello everyone and welcome to the Marvel Tribe. We are a group of excited and passionate individuals who have come together to share our love for all things Marvel. We are brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the DizInsider.com. I am so honored to be joined this by this amazing group of Marvel nerds. From the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One team, one love. It's the Marvel Tribe. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We got a, another episode of She-Hulk to cover with you guys, and I'm joined with my co-host, Brianna, here. How are you doing, Brianna? I'm doing good. So you, so how many times did you actually watch this show? Um, I watched this episode twice. Yeah, I watched the first episode like three or four, so let's see how my memory goes. <laughs> Yeah, so you? far, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's actually, um, I was actually expecting this episode to kind of suck as, not be sucky, but kind of just how it kind of takes a little decline. Your side for the first one and then the second one because it's starting to build up piece. But I'm in. I'm loving I like this one better than the previous episode, so. So we get to share with you guys our play-by-play in the episode breakdown here. And there are some really cool Easter eggs here I'm, I'm excited to share. So if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, you should have seen it already. Uh, it came out Thursday. It's uh, the next week, Monday. So with that said, uh, this episode we're going to talk about, um, let me see here. My co-host abandoned me for a second. I'm back. I'm sorry. All right. All right. I felt, man, I felt alone for a minute. Like, I'm just talking to, to the audience. I realized but, my really noisy fan was on and I was like, if we get back through this recording and I hear it the entire time, I'm going to be so mad. Be so, <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, they, they shot that episode in the moving car. It's like, yes, yeah. we did. Because we're doing, you know, daring and new things. So this week's episode, episode two, actually, uh, it takes place immediately after her, fir- uh, her first court case where she makes the She-Hulk appearance. And so, you know, it's in the news, you know, she, you know, uh, you know, she was kicking butt, uh, against, uh, uh, Titania, who was a super influencer who kind of went rogue for some reason. Um, I'm she sure we're not traffic court. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like the most basic thing ever. <laughs> so she had a, a roid rage flip out over that, <laughs> but um, but yeah, she she got some good press and stuff, and one and just like uh, you know Bruce says, 
you know, the names I get is not chosen by me. And so the news media and some of the fans kind of picked out her name as She-Hulk, which we find out she's not too keen on at all. I mean, I think um, the one guy said Chick-Hulk, so it's Chick- better yeah. than that, at least. In fact, I've seen that guy before, too. I I, I'm, I was trying to, for the life of me, to re- I, it's hard to research uh, extras, um, just to kind of give you guys a little bit of uh, a background about that, because in Shang-Chi, there's an extra that's on the bus uh, scene that is also the same guy that's in Spider-Man. He's the guy that tells Spider-Man to do a backflip and stuff. And then he's on the bus when Shang-Chi is going through the fight scene and he's recording. So they're, they're, you know, Marvel's known to recycle <laughs> extras, which is kind of cool. It's a good job if you can get it. But I know he's from somewhere else. And I, I think he says some slick stuff in the other show or movie that he was in, too. That was kind of... Um, misogynistic, I guess is the best way to say it. So this was on brand for for that character, but I, I'll, I'll, I promise I'll do more research and next week I'll have the answer and stuff and, and what's, what was the other slick stuff he said. But um, anyway, not to go down that rabbit hole, so it picks up uh, they're, you know, they're at their local uh, bar where all the lawyers and, you know, they hang out and stuff. And, you know, this is where the paralegals kind of going over like, yeah, yeah, this is your name. She Hulk just, you know, and, you know, Jennifer's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And it's like, you know, just kind of embrace it. So she turns into the so she's a Jennifer. But before she goes into the bar, you know, you can hear him chanting She Hulk, She Hulk. So she changes into the She Hulk and, you know, and she's greeted uh, by, you know, adoring fans and everyone and stuff. And plus. The fact that She-Hulk has a high metabolism, hanging out at a bar is and buy, getting people buying you drinks and stuff. It's a nice, it's a nice matchup. Now, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yes, yes. She's been called a superhero a lot. She was getting that a lot yes. on the bar, which she is not a huge fan of. Um, no, that was not no. her goal. So, no, she just wants to practice law, pay off her student <laughs> loans, pay off her six-figure student loans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So they go into the bar and they're celebrating and they're having you know having a drink because they thought they won the case. And then her boss, so no, no, I'm sorry, her associate, the guy, which is the weirdest, weirdest guy, this dude is super jealous of her, goes up to her and it's like, you know, how how did you become the Hulk? Like, you know, and she's like, I that's a story for another, another time. And he just filled in the blank and it's like, oh, nepotism. It's nepotism. That's how. That's you know. That's that's. The thing. So this guy's a, obviously an idiot who probably barely made it through law school and stuff. Um, yeah, when he left, he said, "You know, I'm. You know, there's a there's a hot chick over there. I think I'm going to talk to it." It's like, yeah. It. it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you. I, I picked up and my daughter damn sure picked up on the it thing and yep. she's like, "Yep, yep. Those guys are. Mm-hmm. They're kind of mm-hmm. all over." Yeah. But then this is where the boss comes in, and you know, and Jennifer's thinking she's going to get kind of some kind of celeb, uh, celebratory congratulations or something. And the boss, like, you know, I, I need to talk to you as Jennifer, not as you know, the spectacle and stuff. And she's already, you know, she, you know, she's like, all right. So she changes back, and after she's had quite a bit of drinks, uh, she falls straight on her ass because. Her metabolism is built different, and when she's Jennifer versus She-Hulk, all that alcohol that She-Hulk had 
hits her at once. So I thought that was that was a nice little um, you know detail that they added in there. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was like he comes in, and I was like, "This is not the appropriate conversation, or the not the appropriate setting for this conversation." No, no, <laughs> not at all. So he, so she picks herself up off the floor, and, um, and so he, you know, and he, he goes over and it's like, you know, we we lost this case, and she's like, no, we, we didn't lose the case. It's like, yeah, uh, they, you know, they they declared a mistrial. Uh, the other, you know, the other lawyer got convinced the judge, you know, that the jury's biased and stuff. And, you know, because you saved your life. And she's like, well, what did you want me to do? I mean, I'm let a desk crack them over the heads and stuff. And he's like, no, 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 you did the right thing and stuff. I'm just, it's just cost us the case and stuff. You, you know, doing the right thing. So she's all thinking that he's being sympathetic to her and, and she was like, well, maybe ne- next time, you know, we'll, we'll get them. And that's where it's like, yeah, you're not following what I'm putting down. Um, you're fired, basically, which is a horrible. Who fires someone at the bar? At a bar I'm sorry. Yeah. An employee been drinking. You, She's it's the one place, off the ground. It's the one place you have no control over someone's response, re- how they react to the news. So, and, and especially someone who you just recently saw turn into the Hulk. So, but he was brave enough to say, Hey, you're fired. You know, you're pretty much uh, going to taint the DA's office and stuff because people are going to treat you like celebrities and that's going to be a problem. And so, yeah. So basically, yeah. So she got, she got her celebration turned into uh, bad news very quickly and stuff. So, with that said, uh, she was out of work. Um, I'm trying to remember. The next scene was her pretty much, it was a montage of her applying to go work at other places. And she's getting the same kind of response. And and this is the piece where me and my, I'm going to say, my 20-year-old, my 20-year-old daughter is, for me, as a, as a you know, dad figure, great insight on, 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 on how women kind of get treated out there because she did mention like um, if Bruce Banner happened to get fired as a scientist, there wouldn't be a place in the world that would turn him down and wouldn't want to be his bro and his best friend and everything else. Like, yeah, come this way. In fact, can you, can you be the Hulk and can, you know, you want to play on our, on our team football team league or, you know, I mean, it'd be that kind of approach, but she was getting doors shut in her face left and right saying, no, you know, it's, it's, it's a distraction. You're not a right fit. It just <laughs> wouldn't work out and all that other fun, you know, you know, rejecting stuff that you get from, from companies and stuff. And so she pretty much was like, my entire future is gone, you know, because of me being the Hulk and stuff. And this is the part, you know, she's looking at the newspaper and she was reading and I was, I should have wrote this down, but she was looking at a uh, occupation to be like a, a, a character or something. Uh, yeah. It was like for, Starting over, best yeah. top ten occupations for starting over or starting a new life, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she was looking at that. But if you actually looked really, really close in that newspaper article and stuff, you would have saw there's a, another headline there that says uh, there's a bar fight with a guy with metal claws in it. Which I mean, 
not to be on the nose, but that is definitely Logan. That is Wolverine. And, I mean, it both both of those things screams Wolverine. So the guy with metal claws and and they bar in a fight. I mean, yeah. So so that was that was kind of interesting because we're slowly getting filtered in mutant X-Men related uh, stuff in a lot of these series going forward. So glad to see it. That was a really cool Easter egg that they, that they did. Um, what was it? They, she had a, was the dinner before the, the hiring? It was because, yeah. yeah. Cause his, her cousin's there. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So she, she, her, you know, so after her, they're doing the job search, uh, her and her, paralegal which she didn't get fired but she's loyal so yeah you know she goes i go kind of mentality so she had to go to her dad's house for family dinner so she came to her dad's house and we get to meet the family you know ched you know who got a little bit of a mention by bruce earlier when they're driving the car um you know Dad basically kind of warning Jennifer that yeah you know family we're not gonna you know we're not gonna we're gonna be nice and be you know we're we're we ain't the first Hulk in our family and stuff so right. he's like know. trying to be helpful in a really awkward way like I already told everybody <laughs> that you were fired <laughs> <laughs> yes leave it to old Chad so yeah he's he's definitely the uh the the dorky bonehead brother you know i I'm, I'm pretty sure he he's taking a well boner from <laughs> WandaVision wasn't that bad of oh, a yeah. brother and stuff but yeah. Chad might he might take the cake on that so, you know, they're having their family dinner and stuff and, you know, they're uh, talking about, you know, you know, you know, her struggles going through, you know, taking out loans and, you know, losing her job and all that stuff. And, you know, her dad takes her down to the basement and, oh, actually, they started talking about superhero stuff, which was kind of funny because uh, they mentioned uh, Hawkeye. The dad did. And it's like. I wonder what happened to Hawkeye arrows and stuff. Does he go around and pick up all of those and stuff? You know, they're kind of dangerous. You know, you don't just leave those out and they're about and stuff. And, you know, we saw Hawkeye, the, the show, and we actually saw him go and retrieve a few of his arrows to be repurposed and reused. So that was, that was kind of funny. Um, so yeah, I was like, I really like those little tie-ins that you get yeah. really helps realize that all these shows are very, very connected. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so for me, I'm going to say this. So I'm, I'm part of the generation X crew and anyone who watches the show, that's a part of the gen X crew. We realize very quickly who uh, Jennifer's dad is. So that is Larry from perfect strangers. That's his character's name. So there's, there's a, there's a TV show in the late eighties, early nineties called perfect strangers. With Balky, I, I can't believe I remember that name. It was a guy from uh, with a foreign accent, and Larry, who was the American cousin, and that's and yeah, Jennifer's dad is Larry. So that was that was a really cool. That I, I know it was a fan service because Perfect Strangers has nothing to do with Marvel. Just I'm just I was just really happy to see that actor still around, and I recognize them instantly. So. I don't know if you've seen Perfect Strangers. I though. have not seen Perfect Strangers. So. Okay, yeah, I did not catch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched it right after Growing Pains and stuff with my uh, Michael J. Fox or Alan Thicke or something. 
old school stuff, old old school TV. So that that was cool to see see that happen and stuff. So anyway, um, you know, Dad's giving her old pep talk and stuff, just kind of you know you know stick to it, something to turn out for you. And um, I'm trying to remember the next part of this. We we try to do a good job of going scene by not scene by scene as much, but just kind of talk about the relevant parts of the show. Um, I believe she goes home and she gets a call from, um, uh, I can't remember his name, but it, it's from the, from the law firm group that, that went against her office, uh, when, when she, for the first case that she did and he called her, um, directly and offered her a gig. Uh, she basically said, um, I will only accept this job if I can hire my own paralegal, which he uh, pretty much illustrated to her. Uh, he could care less. <laughs> that's like, that's like saying if you buy my pencils, I mean, he really could not care. It's like, okay, I, I don't know how to care lesser than that question. So I'll see you tomorrow, you know, in the morning and stuff. And so stay with us. We'll be right back. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your, in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all, we all artists over here, man. I'm trying, oh, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, me, me. We all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We going to have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I got lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I don't lie. play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit. Sir. Yeah, oh, yeah. she was at the bar when this happened because she said um, the guy was, I think, offering her another drink, and she oh. was, um, was like, "Oh no, I'm on a budget right now." <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yep, yeah. we have we've all been there before. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, you, you got budget drink, and so you gotta take it slow. So yeah, so yeah, so she got so she got offered a gig, um, and I, I why can I remember the name? It's so it's a bunch of initials I, ends with H G. I was gonna say I, this so, is one I of the things a, I meant to look up before this. Yeah. And I think it was G S K and H, or I'm not even gonna try because I'm gonna butcher it. Anytime there's four letters, that's <laughs> that, that's a little too much for me. If I don't have it written down. But so I'm going to just say NH, the NH law firm. Um, <laughs> GLK and H. Thank you. I knew it was G something. <laughs> GLK and H. Uh, quick little Easter egg. Those uh, names actually are representative of the creators of the Incredible Hulk and She Hulk and stuff, including Stanley. Uh, Stan so L is the lead for Stanley and GLK and H. Um, the other ones. Don't don't ask me. Do your own research and stuff on that. So she shows up uh, the next, you know, the next morning to meet uh, to be greeted by the the head lawyer of this firm, and he gives her the nice tour. And she met, and he mentions that we wanted you to head up the superhero defense department. You know, a lot of heroes are coming out of the woodworks, and which is also another little Easter egg and stuff because. 
we've thought we've met all the heroes there is. You know, they they came to become the Avengers. You know, they all found, you know, Nick Fury went on the mission and found everyone. But apparently there's a lot more superheroes out in this world. So he he's like, well, since that's happening and things happen, you know, we need a new department to defend and represent our superheroes. And we want you to be that person to lead it. Um, but there's a little caveat. You you want to say what that is, Brianna? Yeah. So since she is representing all the superheroes and the supers, she um, has to be fully showing her powers constantly. So she has to be the She-Hulk while yes. at work, while in court. The whole time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which makes me wonder. I was like, did they reinforce her desk and chair? When they, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like she walks into her new office and she's got all this furniture. And I was like, did they prepare this for the She-Hulk? <laughs> well, my thing is her outfits and stuff. I mean, the, I mean, you have to carry two suits with you and <laughs> Shoes? How do you how do you how do you do that? That's transition like I was like, stuff, she could so. probably find some clothes, but I am very wondering what she's gonna do for <laughs> shoes. <laughs> so he so he basically made that that that's a deal breaker if she doesn't you know go go through with that and stuff. And so she's just trench like I need you to transform now. So she went in and transformed into the Hulk. And he's, you know, took her upstairs and was walking her around through all the, the new division office for superheroes. And uh, he said something while she was breaking the fourth wall and talking to us. And then he asked her her opinion and she said, I'm a Gnostic. And his response was very much like, interesting. I have never heard that one. You know, that's a, that's a, I, that's a new one. Okay. And then. And so basically her and us as the audience are going to spend probably most of the season trying to figure out what did he just, what did he ask her? What what he was inquiring about and stuff. So I'm sure that I'll come back and bite her. That's, I'm, that's <laughs> I hope so. Her. Cause now I wonder, and I'm also like, Oh, that's relatable. Yeah. There's been a many times yeah. where I'm just like off, like, you know, in my own head and someone yeah. asked me a question. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> But what a, what a very lawyerly thing to say, though, is I'm, an, I'm agnostic. You know, you're, you're not swayed one way or the other. You're neutral. I mean, that's very lawyerly. I'm, in fact, I'm going to use that in, in, in when I go to work and people ask yeah. me what I think about things. So he shows her her office um, and she's greeted by her, you know, her um, paralegal uh, her and, and best friend. And she, you know, she first thing she says, like, why are you She-Hulk? Like, what's going on? And it's like, well, it's the condition of me getting this job. I have to be She-Hulk. So, and she's like, well, okay, well, then that's cool. Because look, look at the view we got. We got an awesome corner office. We have our own mini bar, which that was kind of cool. I want a mini bar at my, at my at work. Um, yeah. actually, actually, I work from home, so I have a full fridge. I don't need a mini bar. But um, yeah, so I'm not even allowed to have water near me. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, so yeah, so the, the the assistant is just like, look at all this cool stuff we got, and and she's like, well, I'm gonna have to get new new wardrobes. Like, well, you can afford it. You're the head of this division and stuff, so you know they're gonna pay you well. And then they get a um, go ahead. She got that corner office and everything, like. <laughs> And she even got a fruit basket from a colleague who is also yes. in 
one of her subordinates who's uh, in the superhero division uh, brought him a nice little fruit basket with what's there wine in there and a map to what was the <laughs> the map to the best pooping bathroom? <laughs> yes, I mean that right there says welcome to any company. It says like, dude, this is this is the best place to go take a poop at work. Here's the map. So that that was actually kind of hilarious. I wasn't expecting that. So <laughs> wasn't either, but that one was good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so she got a very warm welcome, <laughs> so to speak. Um, so next she ends up going to meet with the boss again, right? Is that yep? And they're sitting down and yeah. she's like, he's like, Well, um, the first thing I want you to do is I'm I have this uh, client I want you to take on. Um, you know, got a raw deal from the state. They're prosecuting them and stuff, and we think you'll be a good fit. And he said his name, Emil um, Bronsky. And if for those who don't know, that's the abomination who fought the Incredible Hulk, you know, that was played by Ed Norton at the time, back in 2006, 2008. Um, he was the super soldier special forces from Europe that was on loan to the United States to hunt down Bruce Banner and things got a little hairy and got out of the, got, you know, got a little sideways there. So he turned into the abomination. So, and she straight up says, I have a conflict of interest. Uh, that dude tried to kill my cousin. And then, and this, her boss, I don't know how he gets away with this, but this is another deal killer for him. Like, well, if you don't take him on as a client, it's, you know, you don't have a job here. So just take a day and just meet the guy and then tell me if you want to, you know, still want to work here and stuff. So, yeah, she was uh, hesitant to do it, but she reluctantly went to the um, to the prison where they're keeping them. The super max prison, which she we did s- call her cousin first. Uh, to kind of get permission when they after. first because. Oh, was it after? Mm, okay. Yep. Yep. It was after. So she was okay. Yeah, because that's that was very important. Why and how she did that and stuff. So, but she, but she, so she just went to go meet him at the Supermax prison. Um, the you know the the defense uh, corp, which we've seen like in Miss Marvel and a few other uh, places like Spider-Man. Um, so she's walked through the prison and she makes an off-reference joke about. Um, Silence of the Lamb, you know, you know, he's gonna eat me with a bottle of Chianti and five of beans, and they're like, no, we don't play here. This is a prison, <laughs> basically. You know, honestly, man. it was what I thought of too. <laughs> she was walking in, I was like, this feels very Silence of the Lamb. It does, yeah. You got him like, you know, sequestered and secluded, and all these rules don't cross the yellow line. And if you know you're in trouble, hey. That's the risk you take. You're in trouble. You know, I mean, we'll try. We made every best effort, but, you know, they basically was just telling her, like, you're on your own. And I'm sitting there laughing. I'm like, she herself would be completely fine. (laughs) I think, you know, I would love to see that that fight battle and stuff happen. So they let her in and Emil has is no longer the abomination. He is him, his human version of himself. Behind this huge, you know, uh, glass reinforced, uh, you know, solitary confinement uh, cell. And he just pretty much 
you know, he, he knows who she is and they're kind of, you know, talking about, um, you know, uh, so Emil starts talking about his, you know, time, you know, being recruited by the United States government. Uh, she, he knows that she's the She-Hulk and, and her cousins is the Hulk. And she says, she corrects him, like, it's Bruce, you know, that's his name. He goes on to his story about how he's reformed and he's written all these haikus and sent them to all his victims that survived. Which I love that. All my victims that survived my maiming and massacring, I sent them haikus to express like a nice my little poem. regret. Yes. So, but he, he, but I'm not gonna lie. So he actually told a pretty convincing story because I, I really did think like, okay, abomination, just a monster. The Hulk dealt with them. That's what the Hulk, Hulks are, man. You know. But the truth was, the Hulk scared the crap out of the U.S. government, and. And Abomination was helped partially created by the U.S. government, even though they gave uh, Emil all the super soldiers serum like they did Captain America. Um, not everyone can take that serum. And so he went a little crazy with power because he was this elite force guy. And he's like, I need more of this stuff to fight the Hulk. And he ended up getting more and turned into the Abomination and stuff. So. I, I have to agree that he has a case here, and I didn't actually think about that because he's like, I thought I was going to be Captain America, you know, you know, fighting this terror called the Hulk and stuff. And here it is. Bruce Banner is free to walk around, and I'm in here. So what do you think? Do you buy his side? Like, I don't have much of a background, so I pretty much bought everything you said. Um he, he didn't lie. He, he may yeah. have massaged it and told it from a different perspective, but everything he said was absolutely true. Um, and it was a perspective that I completely missed because, I mean, when you see a monster like the Abomination and he's fighting the Hulk, you automatically, it's, it's almost like Thanos trying to convince uh, you why a snapping half of the universe is a good idea and stuff. Except for this was a lot better delivered by Emil than you know than it was Thanos. So with that said, um, she pretty much was like, "All right, well, I will. We'll see what we can do and stuff." He, she didn't really agree to take on the, her case because she needed to talk to her cousin. So when she left, um, she. You know, said, "Hey, uh, oh, she talked. She told her boss, like, um, I no, no, no. She talked. She actually left at home and actually talked to Banner, who was in some mysterious little office space and stuff. But um, she really was selling, trying to sell this, like, you know, I want to take on this case and wouldn't let Bruce speak at all and stuff. Like, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I met with the guy. He's, you know." He's he's like, yeah, and, you know, and Bruce trying to, you know, tell her, like, hey, yeah, I think it's a, and basically you're just telling me you took him on as a client. That's all he was able to get out, and she's like, yeah, because I did, (laughs) and he's like, yeah, I think it's a terrific idea, actually. Uh, He actually wrote me a letter a few years back apologizing and wrote me some really cool, wrote me a really cool haiku (laughs) about it and stuff, and so I, you know, I forgave him, and I moved on and stuff, and so that also is indicative of this new version of the Hulk that we see. 
But yeah, so she got her blessing from her cousin, and she has her first client, which is a, a mill or the abomination and stuff. And he uh, made a little line that I thought was funny since it wasn't him in the Hulk mm-hmm. movie. That yeah. would he say something like, I was oh. a new, different person back then. Literally. Literally, <laughs> literally a different person. So that, yes, that was a nod and a reference to Ed Norton, who uh, Mark Ruffalo replaced to play the Hulk in, in a lot of the MCU series. So the original Hulk, even though it was a different actor, was is canon to the MCU, the one with the abomination in it, but it was played by a completely different actor. So that was a nice little poke fun shout out, you know, to the original actor because he said, yeah, I was definitely a different person, literally. Um, I do miss that Hulk, though. Um, Ed Norton is, is, is another thing. I do like Mark Ruffalo, but that version of the Hulk was, I hope we get to see him again in the future. But he's gonna have to get super angry for us to, you know, to get that version back. So with that said, she, uh, you know, she uh, calls her boss and tells him, like, yeah, I, I, I agree. I settled, you know, I, I worked out, you know, my objections and all my issues and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm I think, I'm, I think we have a case too. I mean, I really do think we have a good shot of getting him paroled and everything else in light of the new evidence and everything else. And all the boss said was, hey, go ahead and turn on the news, but do it after I get off the phone with you, which I, I hear say it like that, but pretty much what he said, like, yeah, go ahead and turn on your TV. And then, yeah, but bye, click. Yeah. So she turns on the news and then there it is, uh, a underground uh, video footage of the abomination fighting Wong from you know um in the fight club that we if for those who seen shang chi this is a scene from from that movie uh wong um we all know from shang chi that wong broke the abomination out of prison to go do this underground fight we don't know the reasons why but that's what happened and then the abomination ended up knocking himself out because Wong used his special little ring sling magic power and won that fight. But yeah, so that video leaked somehow and it's all over the news. So that's not going to bode well for his probation. Um, don't know how you're going to overcome that, but you accepted him as a, as a client. So now it's Jennifer's problem. But I thought that was, that was a really, that was a really cool, uh, cool episode and stuff there. Um, it really does give those Ali McBill, uh, Mc, McBill, yeah, is it Mc, oh, I can't. Remember. I think I don't know. McMill, McBill, Trill vibes. So <laughs> I know I talked a lot, so I, I tend to do that, Brianna. So definitely just chime in when when you want. I was going to say no. I was like, I'm glad they brought up the she or the Shang Chi um, section because when they were talking to him, I was like a. Are we ignoring that? Are we ignoring the fact that we saw him in a fight club? Yeah. And then it got brought up, so that was good. Um, we did skip over a little bit of when, uh, uh, oh my gosh, when the Hulk hangs up the phone. We see oh, the, the spaceship yes. or yes. the ship. Yep. Yeah. So he Hulk was having that conversation with his cousin in the Sakar courier ship, heading back to Sakar to go deal with some private matters. So that's all. And, and I, 
I said last episode, we're probably not going to see the Hulk again, but I guarantee you this episode was the last episode. We're going to probably see the Hulk because whatever the Hulk is up to is going to get revealed later, not in this show. I think it's just one of those nice, cool little boom. Now it's my cousin's show. I'm going to let her have it. But here's what I'm doing. And you may, I'm thinking at D23, we may get a reveal of actually what Hulk's doing. I'm hoping it's a setup for World War Hulk. Um, obviously, they, if they do that, they're not sticking to the storyline. And Marvel's pretty good about not doing that. Uh, you know, I mean, who wants to see a recycled story? No real comic book fan uh, does. You you want something new. And, and they've been doing that with MCU. But they will sample some of the story arcs and then tell it a little bit different, which I love. So I hope we get World War Hulk. He goes back to Sakaar. Maybe he has a kid there or a lost love or something. Uh, maybe the Grandmaster. I don't know. Not sure what that is, but I, I'm, I'm curious and excited to see what that what, what unfolds from that. But yeah, that was a big one that that we did skip over. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah I was like, and I think that gave me enough closure because when we kind of talked about Hulk probably not being anything, I was anything mm-hmm. else. I was not necessarily disappointed. I do think that it's her show, but it was like there's felt like there needed to be a little more. I was like, and I was like, that was a good enough closure that I am happy with his mm-hmm. like being from the show with that and i don't know about um was it world war hawk world um, war hawk yeah yeah, yeah well, i can't i'm gonna get tongue-tied every time i try to say <laughs> that so i'm just gonna stop but uh i yeah i'm here for anything else with that so absolutely you have mark some more more movie <laughs> and more you know more screen time so with that um it's kind of cool that I mean, there's, there's, I believe there's nine episodes and stuff. And so far, say, we, got a, a few more. we got an extra credit scene from all of them so far. So <laughs> this one, we got the, um, what, and my, so I got to tell you this. So my, my, my daughter actually, uh, was talking about like, this is something that my dad would do if she was the <laughs> She-Hawk and stuff having, so the end credit scene comes and you see her like lifting up the brother's car while Dad's yelling at him for changing the tire the wrong way and stuff. He's just spinning the wheel with the tire iron, and she's just sitting there bored. Um, she's, you know, putting the TV back on the wall, and it's like, Dad, don't touch the wires and stuff. <laughs> um, I'm getting a side a side eye look as all this stuff is happening. It's like, yep, you would totally do this if I had those powers. And then carrying in the was like a million bottle jugs. <laughs> yeah, the water. Of water and stuff yeah. filled and stuff into the house like it's no big deal. Uh, yeah. The picture at Venice Beach because they're in they're based in L.A. and the other you know the, uh, the I forgot they call them the lunkheads the 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 you know body lifting bros and stuff are <laughs> pretty much like in awe <laughs> of <laughs> jaws dropped as she's like lifting up some weights and stuff like easily yeah so she she started to embrace her Hulk side of her character and stuff. Yeah. So I'd like to see more, more of that, more of that embracing and stuff. And I really, I am interested to see how things are going to play out in courtrooms and stuff. So I'm, I'm curious how they're going to, what they're going to do with the abomination, the next, uh, next series. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Wong because uh, 
dude's the one that broke him out. So right. yeah, if we have to. Like, and we saw, we saw a little bit of him in the trailer and stuff too. So this is probably the right about that mark where we should yeah. see should see him. I don't know if we'll see Doctor Strange, but we'll definitely see the Sorcerer Supreme Wong himself. Um, other than that, that, that was it for the for the episode. Do um, you have anything you're looking forward to, or you think we'll um, see next next uh, episode, episode three? Yeah, episode three. I think she's kind of going to going to go into yeah the abomination case, and I really just feel like it's onward and upwards from here. Like I think we have set a very good base for this show, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. I don't yeah. know where it's going to end though. Like it's I, like I don't have a full on like series prediction for this, but yeah, I I don't either. I think I, I think there's going to be a splitting of the arc where she's going to have to. Right now, she's only focused on being a lawyer and being the She-Hulk, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a time where she's going to have to focus on being the She-Hulk and being a crime fighter, you know, being that superhero yeah. that her brother said she's, like, forced into. Um, you know, we saw a little bit of that in the courtroom, but we're going to, you know, I think we're going to get we're gonna get some multiple dimensions and stuff. We're going to get the, you know, the, you know, she's a single girl. Our single woman, sorry, and she's you know living her life. She's the head of a new division. She's really diving into the 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 lawyer side of things. But I think we're going to see some more of the uh, street justice and superhero situations and stuff. And I can't wait. I'm here for it, and I can't wait to see some of these cameos. We're, we should be getting. Yes some a lot more familiar faces from other MCU uh movies and shows and stuff that may grace the uh grace the screen here. So I'm excited for it. Can't wait for episode three. Um to and that's all that's pretty much all I got. I was like I think that's all I got as well. It was a good episode and yeah I I keep I keep forgetting that it's on Thursdays and not Wednesdays. <laughs> so like I have to wait like an extra day. Yes. Oh my God! I now have insomnia because I'm so being here on the West Coast for for those listeners who are not. Um, when Disney stuff airs like Wednesday, that means uh, a lot of us stay up till midnight to catch the midnight showing, is what we call it. Uh, so we'll stay up Tuesday at midnight and then we'll watch the show. Out of that habit for all these Marvel shows, because they always air on Wednesday, I now stay up past midnight for no reason at this point in time because there's no show i have to now stay up two nights in a row past midnight because it comes on thursday i'm not sure i I, i'm pretty sure it's timed with um d23 which is going on this year there's gonna be some more huge marvel announcements and stuff and the show is lining up with that that's all i can that's all i i can say about you know our you know the reason I can give for it being on a Thursday versus their usual Wednesday slot. I mean, Marvel yeah. dominate that Wednesday slot. So yeah, I think we kind of talked about the, the Disney plus day because it's mm-hmm. on a Thursday. So, yep. um, which I don't think it really needed to be, but like, cause I feel like when I saw like the Disney plus day, like lineup of what's coming out, I was like, it's not really a surprise when we're in the middle of a series that we're getting the next <laughs> episode of the series. on Disney yeah. plus day. Yep. <laughs> yep. Up whatever to do as long as I get the episodes. Um, and I'm sure there's some crazy people out there on the East coast that sit up to like 3am for, for those episodes to come out. 
Oh, Props yeah. to you guys because midnight's hard enough. <laughs> so how how are you liking this? You know, so we, we we've had a number of Disney Plus Marvel shows and stuff, and they still stick to their format of one show a week, kind of rolling it out. I mean, every once in a while they'll they'll give us like a three in the beginning or so. But yeah, how are you how are you liking this format? Or do you still want to binge? Just I put them all out. I would always still prefer to binge something. Um, <laughs> Uh, it keeps me a little more focused because um, I lose like details of the show when I wait a week. But I guess then it gets me to watch the show a couple more times. Although I'm a person that will like binge, I will binge a season and then start it right back over again. So honestly, same. I don't know if I'm actually, I don't know if it's actually getting me to watch it more because I would do the same thing anyway. Um, but I can focus better when I'm being able to watch more in a row. Um, yeah. And then, yep. yeah, there's just times where I'm like, dang it, now I've got to wait a whole week. Like, oh, I'm, 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 the, I'm the same. Um, I, I got to admit that the first, I think the first show I've watched, and it wasn't a Disney Plus show that got me hooked on binging was The Office. Because I never actually watched The Office when it was out on NBC. Um, but when it came to Netflix, I watched it entirely through. I binged that bad boy. I can't tell. It's almost embarrassing um, how many times I've binged watch The Office over and over. I'm pretty sure I've watched it like 15 times each episode. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. So The Office ruined me because it gave me everything I wanted right when I wanted. It fed my addiction and then it built my expectations. And so I want to say Disney's doing a good job of, of winging me from that, but they're not. Because if they offered me any, if they offered me the one iota of saying you can watch all of She-Hulk right now, I'm taking it. I want to watch it. I'm not going. No, yeah. no, I'm good with the week delayed gratification. Yeah. We can do our shows, stay pace with it. No, give me all of them now. I'm sorry. I'm. It's 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 my bad addiction. So. Nice try, Disney, but give us what we want. And I was like, it doesn't help much. I was like, at least these. Well, I don't know if I like that much, but I was like, most of the shows don't get second season. So I'm not like sitting yeah. here going, now I've got to know another year to wait. <laughs> Just like I did with um, recently the new Pretty Little Liars on HBO Max. They oh. did kind of weekly, but they were releasing like two to three episodes every week instead of See, just one. I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I was good with that because, yeah, like it would like hand, like end on some cliffhangers and you were like, I'm gonna wait. I, I I thought I had to wait like three more weeks to get my title, and then all three episodes dropped like the next week, and I was like, yes. and now I'm stuck. Not only probably waiting a year, but also who knows if it's coming back out because of the Discovery oh. Warner merger. Like, oh, that's if I'm right. Going to get the second season. Oh man, boy, can I talk about Warner Brothers and the DCU <laughs> over there? But I I don't. They're going through their own problems. All, all we yeah. can say is you know thoughts and prayers. Because there's going to be some, a lot of rest in peace, so a lot of content over there with yeah. that merger. And they really, I'm, okay, I'm going to say they this. They already lost what Batgirl that had like a stack cast and everything. Yes. Like. So here, I'm going I'm to put this theory out there. This is what I think. And, and if it's true, uh, help them all over there. But they invested uh, $90 million into making Batgirl. Batgirl was pretty much complete. They're in 
post-production. For those who don't know, that's just fixing up, you know, uh, some of the graphic work and doing some editorial stuff and everything else. So they pretty much shot the entire movie. $90 million invested in this. You got Brendan Fraser. Uh, you got Michael Keaton involved. Um, you got the, the new actress uh, who's involved, who I can't remember whether show she came from, but she's she's pretty good. I, you know, people want to say like, well, it just, it was going to be a bad movie and it's not good. Those, those are the, those are the toxic uh, fandom anyway. They say that about anything that's new. That's not the original male uh, superhero role. So miss me with that. Here's what I think is going to happen. They, there's no way they're throwing away $90 million. I just don't see that. So what they're going to do is probably what they did with the Justice League and the Snyder Cut. Because when word got out on the internet that there was a, a longer Justice League that explained a lot more called the Snyder Cut for Zack Snyder, who had to leave uh, the film because his daughter passed uh, tragically, um, the internet was in a roar and they signed petitions and everything else. And they got more fanfare for the Justice League's then, it, then if it didn't ever get leaked out and stuff, people were demanding it and watching it and gave it. And in fact, it got more better reviews than the original Justice League. And I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't a big fan of the original. the The four hour Snyder cut was a lot was better, but how much of that was the hype and just seeing another remake of a movie that we wanted it to be better? I don't know, but I think. They didn't show Batgirl. They're playing, they're gambling on the internet again to make this a big thing. That they're, I wouldn't be surprised if Discovery, HBO, Warner Brother, whatever they are now, start an online petition themselves to get this fanfare going. To, it's like, hey, we need Batgirl. This ain't fair. You got an amazing actress, woman of color, and stuff. We want Batgirl to be released. It's finished. Then, you know, the, the execs are like, okay, we'll release it on our HBO Plus thing and in theaters. And then it's going to go to number one and they're going to make a killing. And it was all a marketing scheme. That's how my evil brain works. Because whatever they're doing now ain't cutting it. I, it's not working. So they, I, I want to think that they're smart to not throw away $90 million and stuff. But who knows? They could be yeah. that stupid, and they could just shelf it, and we'll never see it ever again. So, or ever. Yes. I know with the merger, I have really no idea what's going on. But I was like, I feel like when DC hits, they really can hit. Like I mm-hmm. love the new Batman. Yep. I love the new Suicide Squad. Yep. I was a big fan of Birds of Prey, and mm-hmm. I really like their HBO Max show, um, Doom Patrol. Like, yep. I was like, I mean, when they hit, they can. They yep. just. They try too hard on some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they try keeping up with Marvel, which they shouldn't. And no, be your own man, DC. Be yeah. your build your own universe in the way you need to. Forget the team up. Marvel has the team up mm-hmm. pieces solidified. Just just stop trying to recreate your own universe and focus on your characters. Tell those character yeah. stories for your DC stuff, and you'll be fine. You know, you have you do wonders with your animated stuff. Your animated stuff blows Marvel stuff away. And I, I'm a Marvel fan. And I'm telling you, your animated stuff is superb because you focus on 
the characters. You're not trying to build a universe and this world and try to make everything mesh. And, and then you get into the whole actors and everything. It's just you don't you don't have the finesse that Kevin Feige has. Uh, you don't have the the resolve that Marvel had because they came. They started with their Iron Man, and they had a plan from there. Here, you guys been in existence. You've had Batman's prior. You've had Superman's prior. You're you know you're introducing Wonder Woman and the Flash. Focus just on those characters themselves. Forget the team up stuff for now. Do that like ten years from now and stuff. But I. But that's just my my advice from a comic nerd and stuff. Just get your stuff together, DC. I I, I don't know what to tell you because Marvel's eating your lunch for you. Um, and if you're going to continue to go down this path, they're going to continue to do it until you guys are no longer. So I'm excited for Black Bolt. I mean, sorry, Black Adam. My bad. Black Bolt is Marvel. I'm excited for Black Adam uh, with The Rock. Uh, it looks very interesting, very dark. I'm glad they didn't have Shazam in it because it would have it would have took away from the dark kind of Dark Knight kind of elements to it. So I'm excited to see it. It comes out, I believe, in October ish or something like that. Yeah, it's soon. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. There we go. Here we are, Marvel Tribe, talking a little bit of DC and stuff. <laughs> And with that, I I'm, I think we're I good. Yeah, we did another stellar episode and stuff. Um, um, and so I'll just say, you got anything closing remarks? Or you good? Nothing good. All right. Well, with that said, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you fans truly are the reasons why we we you know I was gonna say get up every morning. No. Uh, paying bills is the reason why I have to get up every morning. Yeah. Uh, but you fans make make the day more tolerable and enjoyable, and I get to sit and talk with people. You know, my peeps, Brianna, uh, Sam, Lewis, all of them. Just to, to, I get to nerd out, so I, I enjoy. So thank you guys, and stay tuned for the next episode of Marvel Tribe, and we'll be back. So see you when we get back. Peace out. Bye.